if I don't have a lot of listeners or I don't have a lot of Instagram likes, that doesn't mean what I'm doing is not important or that it doesn't have value or impact. Numbers are not really a great reflection of what's happening in the kingdom of God. And it's really easy to get our minds off of that, especially with social media and all that kind of stuff. So I have to constantly readjust my brain that way. Hi, friends, and welcome to the 15 Minutes Podcast, a space where you can pause, rest, and be reminded of what is important in at least 15 minutes. I'm your host, Emily Dusley-Budiman, and as the name states, every episode usually lasts for 15 minutes, but because we're currently in a series called God Behind the Scenes, which explores various behind-the-scenes moments, I want to give more time for you and I to lean in. So listen to the imperfect stories of ordinary people, but paired with extraordinary and perfect God. I pray that this story will deposit some hope to what appears to be insignificant or painful in your life at the moment and encourage you to keep moving forward to pursue what truly matters because God is not done with you. Well, I'm so pumped to introduce my guest for today. Jeannie Detweiler is a wife, a mom, a licensed mental health counselor, and a host of Pause Renew Next podcast, whom I had a chance to connect via Instagram last year. While it seems like a coincidence, I can attest that Jeannie is not your usual podcaster in the faith space. She celebrates the ordinary. She delights in life conversations and applies her background in counseling to help people even in a small way. But we know that the seeds that she's been sowing do not go wasted. So, pop in those earbuds, reheat your coffee, and join me in my chat with Ginny. Hi Ginny, it is so great to have you here. Welcome to the 15 Minutes Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so thankful to be here. Before we get started, would you please briefly introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, your family, and maybe also how we met? I would love to. Um, I'm Jenny. I've been married to my husband, Derek, for 17 years. We have four kids, all boys, ages 15, 13, 10, and 6. Um, they have been homeschooled most of their time, but in the last couple of years, they're doing public school. So Regardless, though, there's a lot of noise at our house and energy at all times. Um, I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I've worked part-time in that field because I'm momming at the same time and running a podcast, but I work part-time, and I've been in that field for over a decade. I also, in my quote-unquote spare time, run a podcast and blog, which you understand because you do the same which is how we met over Instagram. We've connected that way, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. My podcast and blog is called PRN Pause Renew Next. And it's all about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. So that's a little bit about me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Well, today we are continuing on a series called God Behind the Scenes, which explores the behind the scenes stories, the non-highlight reel, the unfiltered journey of ordinary people with imperfect stories, but paired with extraordinary and perfect God. So you are a wife, a mom, a licensed mental health counselor whom I had the honor to connect with through social media because we both are podcasters in the faith space, as you mentioned. You were so kind to invite me to be a guest on your podcast, Pause Renew Next, a few months ago, which we will be talking more about later. 
But first, could you please share your stories about being a mental health counselor? How did that journey start? I would love to. I don't think it was anything that I ever planned. Growing up, I knew I wanted to work with people in some capacity. I'm just a people person and I love to help people. I knew I wanted to be a wife and mom, but outside of that, I didn't really know what that would look like. However, my senior year of high school, I had I developed an eating disorder and I ended up going into recovery for that. And part of that recovery was being paired with a Christian counselor um, who specialized in eating disorders. She really helped my parents. She really helped me. She was a safe space for me to talk through a lot of things. Mm. And she was a wealth of wisdom. So I had a really great experience with counseling. And I think that maybe opened me up to the idea of it. But even at that time, I don't think that's what I thought I would do with my life. Then I went to college and my favorite class that I took was psychology. I had the best professor. He made everything come to life. I couldn't wait to come every time. And I love the study of people and the brain and why we do the things that we do. So it was a really good fit. So I ended up majoring in psychology, minoring in family studies. Probably most of your listeners know that you can't do anything with that degree. So then I had to decide if I wanted to go to graduate school. And I was at the time I lived in Georgia, but I was getting married after college and moving to North Carolina. And the city where we live has a university that had a counseling program. So I pretty much said to the Lord, I don't know if this is what you have for me. I'm not sure this is what I want to do, but it could be a next step. If this is something that you have for me, would you help me get into the program or shut the doors if it's not? What's what's the next step? And I went in with flying colors and I kind of just class by class took in information trying to decide, is this a good fit for me? I know I'll use this information in whatever capacity the Lord uses, but do I actually want to sit in an office and counsel people all the time? I wasn't sure. <laughs> um But one of my professors in graduate school was a Christian counselor who worked at a Christian counseling practice in town. So when it came time to do an internship, I approached her and asked, could I work at her practice? Because I really loved and respected her. She would have been my supervisor. And so I was hired on there and well to do my internship. Then they continued to hire me on through licensure. And I've been working there ever since. And it is the best environment. It's, it's been a really great place to grow professionally. And in my faith, I've worked with some really great people. They've been very supportive of setting my own hours so that I could be a mom at the same time and work in the best capacity. So it's really been a great experience. So I think little by little is how I got here. The Lord just opened one door at a time. throughout my life. That seems to be the way that he works with me, but it's been a really great fit. I'm thankful to be a counselor. And you're really good at what you're doing. Thank you. I would like to think so on good days with the Lord's grace. (laughs) Well, one thing that I picked up from your story is trusting God one step at a time. I think as a calculator planner, my tendency is wanting to know two to three steps ahead and often forget who is in charge of this life. And the fact that your interest in a career in mental health stemmed from your own experience battling with an eating disorder was very neat in the sense that God truly used your pain and turned it to help others who are struggling. It is very neat. I'm, I'm very thankful to her. And um, I think it gives me humility sitting on the other side of that, knowing what people feel like coming in 
and maybe what some of their pain looks like too. So yeah, I am thankful for that. So being a mental health counselor in the middle of COVID pandemic, I'm sure you have been walking alongside people who are having a really hard time. Um, If you don't mind, would you please share some stories of working in a mental health space in the current circumstances? I have seen the burnout firsthand. I think the stressors have been there for a long time and there have been some mental health problems rising for a long time now. Um, in young people, but even in adults. Um, However, through the pandemic, I think the thing that I'm seeing the most is the fallout of extreme exhaustion. I call it hypoarousal. (laughs) Like when we're anxious, we go into hyperarousal. When we burn out, we go down into hypoarousal and um, it's harder for us to find the middle ground and the window of tolerance to be able to handle normal stressors. I feel like, in other words, our bandwidth and our margin for being able to handle normal stressors is not great right now. Everybody doesn't have as much capacity to handle the things we once dealt with and felt normal about. Um, And I, I attribute a lot of that to the fact that as humans, the way that we deal with stress is usually through community. That's kind of how God has wired us. Mm. Um, so that we're not having to hold things by ourselves so that we have people alongside us who can help us when we do get overwhelmed, all that. But obviously through COVID, there's been a lot of isolation. So I see primarily teenage and adult women um, and, and a lot of moms, but not everybody's a mom. But in that population specifically, I would say the main thing that I see is a lot of exhaustion and isolation and feeling constantly overwhelmed. I think anxiety has been kind of normalized over the last few decades as like everybody feels stress all the time. And you'll hear teenagers use mental health terms all the time now because because they're kind of schooled on what that is because of social media. Um, But right now it definitely, I think due to COVID has become a bigger issue. And even though we're going back to normal life now, I think we're not at the capacity, a lot of us, at being able to do normal life still, but we're being asked to do those things again, but we still feel tired. Mm. So that that is mostly the things that I'm seeing in my office right now. Wow. Real quick, what encouragement would you give to people who may be in the middle of a hard season right now? I would say, number one, you're not alone. It feels really isolating to feel that. and. And it's really easy to say, reach out to your community, but I know a lot of people don't feel like they really have it. Mm -hmm. So I would say, if you have safe people in your life, make sure that you're intentionally spending time with them and asking for help in the places that you can um, and not holding burdens by ourselves. Sometimes we feel like we're going to burden other people, but if we have good friends, family, a church community, um, small groups, anything like that, even coworkers that feel safe. It's really good to share our problems with others and not have to hold them to ourselves. And if you don't have that, or even if you do, I don't think it's a bad idea to go talk to a counselor. Sometimes they can be helpful too, or to talk to your doctor or some other kind of practitioner that could also walk alongside you and help you. That's good, Ginny. And for me, it encourages me to become a better neighbor for people around because I don't know what they're dealing with. 
It motivates me to think of ways I can extend grace to other people, even by doing little things in my community that can brighten someone else's day, even just a little bit, right? So moving on to my next question, how has your passion in helping people led to the creation of Pause, Renew, Next podcast? Um, Honestly, it all came about, Pause, Renew, Next came about in an afternoon (laughs) where I was sitting around and I was feeling inspired that I wanted to do something creative. And I looked around Etsy and I thought, what could I make? And I'm like, I'm not really creative. I'm not really crafty. What am I thinking? but I've always loved words and I love to talk. And I thought a blog, wouldn't that be so fun? So I had this impulsive idea and I prayed about it. And I said, Lord, if this is something that you would have me to do, you know, give me a name and an idea. And within an hour, I had the name, I had the idea and it all just kind of fell into place. So I started the blog and about two months later started podcasting because I enjoy writing but I obviously enjoy talking. That's what I do for a living too. So (laughs) um, I thought it would be really fun to have a podcast and get to interview guests and share stories and things like that. Um, The reason why I settled on Pause, Renew, Next and Soul Care is because in myself and in a lot of the women that sit in my office, I've noticed that women particularly, I can't speak as much to men. I'm not one. But we have a hard time focusing on any kind of self-care for ourselves. And very often we have our hands in many, holding many different hats at one time or juggling a lot of different things, most of which are for other people. And if there's anything left over, we'll give it to ourselves, which ends up burning us out and making us feel depleted and exhausted. So what I really wanted to do was a couple of things. Encourage weary people in their faith and kind of give hope through the podcast. And I also wanted to focus on soul care. So pausing kind of, well, a lot like what you're saying in your podcast that you focus on as well. That's why we get along so well, I think. Um, But pausing our busy lives to allow ourselves to slow down, be still, be present with the Lord, allow him to renew our minds, do things that we know renew our bodies and our minds and our spirits and our relationships so that we're better able to do the next thing that comes in our day. I mean, it, it, this is something that a lot of people talk about, but you kind of have to put your own oxygen on before you can put oxygen on to other people. And ironically, this was true before the pandemic, but I think it's probably just as much, if not more true now that we all feel exhausted and so I really try to focus on soul care and, um, and I also like to interview on my podcast, people who maybe wouldn't otherwise have a platform to talk about important things, to share stories that are important and worth being heard that are going to encourage other people in their faith, maybe, or in learning and learning important things. So that's what I try to do on the podcast. And you are doing guest interviews as well as solo podcasts, right? That's true. But you know, that's actually new. So my podcast is, I'm about to hit the hundredth episode, which feels like a real Congratulations. milestone. Yeah. Cause I started in the end of 2018. So it's been a long time coming. It used to be pretty much only guest interviews, but what I realized through the pandemic is a lot of my listeners were moms who didn't have a lot of time to stop everything and listen to a 30 or 45 minute podcast. 
But what they did have was five or 10 minutes. So I thought, okay, well, why don't I make shorter podcasts? Like you do the 15 minutes. Um, why don't I make shorter podcasts that are short, encouraging, get to the point of, of pause, renew next. Like how do I slow down? So I try to do a slow down practice at the beginning so we can kind of center ourselves, focus on some important concept and do it all in 10 minutes. Sometimes it's more like 15 or 18, but I try to do 10 minutes or less, but that is something new that I started this year. And I hadn't done that before this year. And now I do guest interviews about once a month because I still like to do that too. That's great. So I know there might be plenty, but could you name one or two behind the scenes moment while operating Posture New Next and how God showed up during those times? When I started the podcast, I only interviewed my real life friends. And that was for a couple of reasons. Number one, I was nervous and shy and didn't want to get out of my comfort zone. <laughs> so, so I started on the people I already knew that I loved and it would be fine. I also wanted to highlight not famous people because I feel like on a lot of Christian podcasts, the same people kind of get interviewed over and over again. And so they have plenty of platform, but I know that it's in the ordinary stories that sometimes the beauty is held and those stories don't always get out there. So I wanted to interview people who I knew had important stories to share. However, at some point I realized I was going to run out of friends, (laughs) maybe eventually, if I kept doing that. And not all my friends really wanted to be interviewed. And I also realized that I was probably going to have to push myself out of my comfort zone. So how that worked is I followed a girl named KJ Ramsey. She's an author. I really like her. I don't know if you know who she is, but I was following her on Twitter and she wrote a book called This Too Shall Last a couple of years ago. Um, But it was before her book came out, but I followed her and she talks a lot about What do you do when you live with pain, whatever that may look like, physical, emotional, and it doesn't go away? Because usually in Christian spaces, we talk about giving hope, like this is only going to last a certain time, and then it'll all be better. But for some people, it doesn't get better. What do you do when you live with a chronic disease that isn't going to go away? So I really liked, she's also a therapist. So I really liked following her. And one day I saw on Twitter, she said, Um, I'm trying to promote my book. Does anybody know of a podcast that I should try to be on? And very impulsively, really before I'd even taken time to think about it, I wrote to her and I said, hey, I have a podcast. I'm not famous at all, but I'm also a counselor. I really like what you have to say about pain. And I would love to interview you about that. And she wrote, yeah. And she wrote right back and said, I'm not famous either. I'd love to be on your podcast. So at the time, I thought she lived in Charlotte. And then I would just meet her like I did all my friends and do an in-person interview. What I found out was she had lived in Charlotte, but she now lived in Colorado, which was very long distance. And I was going to have to do a virtual podcast recording. Now, at the time, I hated Skype or anything of the like. I had a real distaste for anything virtual. And so then I was nervous on two fronts that I was going to have to talk to somebody I didn't know that was like a semi-celebrity in my mind. And two, I was going to have to figure out new technology to do it. (laughs) So it ended up being such a a good conversation. It pushed me out of my comfort zone, but where it comes in really beautifully that I think the Lord did that for me and helped me open the door in that way is that 
two months later, little did I know there was going to be a pandemic and I would spend my entire life virtually. So I was already semi-prepared before to be able to have to do counseling and everything because I'd already started interviewing guests this way. So it didn't feel as uncomfortable as it might have otherwise for me when I had to start counseling this way. There were so many things that resonated with me as you spoke because I also released this podcast this year by interviewing my friends. Not only because I love them and I think they have great stories, but I love highlighting beauty in the ordinary um, from ordinary people who may not have a platform to share their faith stories that are wise. Um, but who knows if the Lord may stretch me and expand the 15 minutes into a bigger dimension in the future. So, mm-hmm. And it also opened the door for me to meet lots of fun people I would have never run into, like you, like authors, like other podcasters. It, it's been really fun to get to know people that way. All right. Shifting gears into another topic. Pastor Craig Groeschel said that our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts through the journey of being a faith-based podcaster. What are some of the lies in your mind that you have encountered and how did you overcome them? Well, I don't know that I've overcome them. I'm overcoming them. Hmm. Maybe I should say that. One of my flaws, I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe I should say one of my strongholds in life (laughs) is really, really wanting people to like me and needing approval. So putting myself on the internet was a setup for pride and or insecurity, one or the other, or both. (laughs) Um, So I think one of the lies that I've had to battle is if I don't have a lot of listeners or I don't have a lot of Instagram likes, that doesn't mean what I'm doing is not important or that it doesn't have value or impact. Because I think when normal people perform or do something in a public space, like if you're in a play, there's a lot of feedback that comes back at you. Like people stand up and they tell you what they think and they clap for you. But when you do a podcast, it goes out into, it's like, like letting a balloon go and you don't know where that thing lands. You probably understand this. You have some understanding of maybe how many people listen, but not really because there's so many, there's so many different podcasting apps. I don't even know who listens. I have no idea. And in a lot of ways, I don't know. And I think I thought at the beginning I would get a lot of feedback and a lot of encouragement. And the truth is most podcast listeners don't say anything about your podcast. Not usually. So I haven't gotten a lot of feedback, especially over the last couple of years through the pandemic. I haven't gotten as much feedback. But what I found is that the Lord knows that I have a pride problem. So he gives me just enough encouragement and feedback to keep me going and not enough to make my head get too big, Mm. I think. (laughs) So that's a good thing. Right about the time that I think, I think I'm wasting my time. I don't think anyone's listening. Then I'll get a really sweet comment from somebody about how important the podcast that came out that week was, or how encouraging it was, or that it was just what they needed to hear. And so I think the lie is back to what I said at the beginning. Numbers are not really a great reflection of what's happening in the kingdom of God. And it's really easy to get our minds off of that, especially with social media and all that kind of stuff. So I have to constantly readjust my brain that way. Thanks for sharing that, Jeannie. Let me say it again in case people missed it. Numbers are not really a great reflection of what happens in the kingdom of God. I think we all know that, but I just need to say that because we all need a reminder from time to time, right? 
It's true in podcasting, in the workplace, in relationships, in so many areas of our life. So good. Now, if you are sitting across from another podcaster, but they may fear failure or they feel like they don't have what it takes, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them? I hope this feels like an encouragement because it's not going to start out sounding that way. But I would say it is a lot of work. I don't think people know how much work it is. So the big podcasts that people listen to have many, many people helping behind the scenes. But podcasting on your own means that you have to schedule guests. It means you have to figure out what you want to talk about. It means you have to communicate with the guests ahead of time. And afterwards, it means you have to have social media posts. It means you have to edit. It means you have to listen to what you edited to make sure you edited it right. (laughs) And all the things, it takes a lot of time. So I actually heard that the average podcast lasts for seven episodes. So I think my encouragement would be count the cost ahead of time because some people really can't keep it up. But if it's something that the Lord's called you to and it brings you joy, keep it up because it's totally worth it. It's really, really fun. Some days it takes a lot of work, but overall it has been so beneficial and it has helped me in a lot of ways, professionally, personally grow in a lot of areas that I might not have otherwise and meet really fun people and interesting people. So that's my encouragement. Yeah, and I feel like the podcast episodes are for me if they're not for anyone else. I love that the Lord had known what would happen to my week and somehow made the podcast episode resonate or provide the wisdom or encouragement that I needed for that week. So, Jeannie, you are a wife, a mom, a mental health counselor, and also a podcaster. How do you integrate every element of your life? What encouragement would you offer to a working mom out there? I don't think there's such a thing as balance. So I like the word integrate. Way to go. (laughs) Way to go on that. I would say that too is a work in progress because each day is different. The demands of each day are different. The demands of our kids change. The demands of our jobs change. All the things. Um, One of the things that I'm learning and trying to implement, but it's an ongoing process, is wherever I am to be there because um, when I'm at work, I kind of want to be present there because my clients need me and not be thinking about my kids or whatever else, podcasting or whatever. Um, And then at the end of the day, I really want to be able to leave that there and come home again and not carry all my client stuff in my head when I come home and I'm present at the table. Some days that's easier to do than others, but that's what I try to do. With the podcast, um, I started it when my kids were being homeschooled. So it was a little harder back then. Now that they're in school, I try to do it on a day that I'm at home, that they're at school. Um, Sometimes it's in the evenings after they've gone to bed or during quiet times while they're doing reading and things like that. But I try to do it at times that it's not going to so much interfere with parenting at the same time. Um, Now, I will say, I think the, the downfall for me tends to be with my phone, because even if I'm trying to be present, my phone wants to take my attention away and I'm getting messages about work or I'm getting messages on social media. And I don't always have self-control with that. So, <laughs> so, um, but what I'm trying to do is be present with my kids when I'm with them or with my husband, be present with my podcast while I'm doing that, be present at work when I'm there so that I can be fully present where I need to be. So I guess that and prioritize what I need to prioritize. 
That's good. I'm curious if you have any favorite resources, books, podcasts, worship music that you would want to recommend to people today? Yes, I'll recommend some that have been on my mind this month. Um, I found a new song that I love. I just found it like maybe a month ago, and it's called Carrie, and it's by Elias Dummer and J.J. Heller. And I love this song so much. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful little worship song. Um, But what I love about it is it talks about how faithful God is to carry us through hard times and that he's always present with us, um, which goes hand in hand with things that I'm talking about in this podcast, (laughs) in my office. And but I but I really love the images in that song. Plus, it's just pretty. Um, I had a couple podcasts that I would recommend. I love the psychiatrist, Kurt Thompson. Um, I think he writes very well about interpersonal neurobiology from a faith perspective. He has a podcast called the Being Known Podcast. So if people want to know more about mental health and scripture all together, I think his podcast is really great. Um, He also started a new one, I think, called NeuroFaith that just started this month. I've only listened to one of that, that one. But the Being Known podcast, I think, has four seasons out. So if anybody wants to listen to that. I also love Let's Talk. Um, it's I think it's through the Gospel Coalition, but it has um, Jasmine Holmes, Jackie Hill Perry, and Melissa Kruger. And they talk about uh, biblical concepts, things that we struggle with in the church or as women. But it's always really fun to hear them talk about it. Um, I really like Jackie Hill Perry and her perspective on things. So I enjoy that podcast a lot of times. And then I recently interviewed a guest on my podcast, Ed Corey, who just wrote a book called Becoming a Face of Grace, which I highly recommend, not just because he is on my podcast, but the book is phenomenal. And it really talks about the science of attachment and what that grace-based attachment looks like in relationships and also in our walk with God and with others in the church and things like that. I I think it's phenomenally written. So I'd recommend that too. Love it. Well, I'm glad that we got to cover a lot of topics within this short episode. Obviously, there's more to your story that I would just encourage people to check out Pause Renew Next podcast. So how can people find you on social media? I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handle at pause, renew next three words in one pause, renew next. They can also find me on my website, www.pauserenewnext.com. That website needs to be redone, (laughs) which I hope I will get to do this summer. We'll see. Um, But you can also sign up for my newsletter there if you'd like to. Since this podcast is called the 15 Minutes Podcast, could you share some 15-minute long intentional practice that you do to grow your relationship with God? This doesn't happen every morning, but what I like to do is get up before my kids are up, get my coffee made. It's hard. It is. Well, it is. It is. Except except it's gotten easier because my husband started doing this crazy early in the morning workout where he gets up and kind of wakes me up in the process. So that's how I'm able to do that is because he's already getting up, but I've learned that now that I have teenagers M, it gets, it gets tough to find alone time. I'm just saying, cause they don't go to bed early anymore. So I don't get night times anymore. So five o'clock in the morning is when I can have the house to myself. So 
I'll start my coffee and I sit on the couch. And if I'm awake enough, (laughs) I like to spend time in the word and do some prayer time then when it's really peaceful and quiet. Um, I love to garden and my husband and I are making new raised bed gardens in our backyard. And so I have plans this summer to do a lot of prayer time while I'm out there in the garden, because there is something about being in nature that helps me be present with the Lord too. So I'm hoping between kids screaming, running around the backyard, that I'll spend some good time with the Lord there. I find that I'm in the car a whole lot at this season of life. Soccer mom extraordinaire, it seems like. So between podcasts and things, I feel like that is some of my good prayer time as well. Listening to worship music. Sometimes I have good cries by myself in the car because there's nobody else around. Or I can talk to Jesus there when it's kind of like my own personal bubble because nobody else is around, just me in the car. So those are some of my places right now. Yeah, there's something about being in nature that brings us closer to God. Would you agree? I definitely think so. Um, There is research that shows that walking or cardio things sometimes are as good as an SSRI for our brains. But I do think, you know, being out in sunlight affects us as well. So a lot of people have winter depression when the light is not as good and we're inside too much and things like that. But really, I think when it comes to, I I mean, I think nature is good for anybody, but when it comes to gardening specifically, I do think it's, this is, I'm not trying to make a pun, but it's very grounding (laughs) to stick your, to stick your hands in the dirt and play with it. But, but it also feels really good to see, um, beauty come from nothing Mm. because all you have to do is plant a seed and water it and, and you get to watch it grow. I have a friend, uh, Amber who has a garden. Um, and she talks about how she feels close to the Lord in the garden. And isn't that what he used to do with Adam and Eve is walk with them in the garden. There's something very base and elemental about it, but I find that even while I'm pulling weeds and stuff, the Lord teaches me concepts from his word come to life. Like there's, there's something about physically touching it and making beauty out of chaos, <laughs> pulling the weeds, watching fruit grow. Yeah. That, that has a lot to do with his word and his principles, I think. Yeah. I think there's a great book called Reforesting Faith by Matthew Sleep, which talks about how humanity is closely analogous to a tree. I think you mentioned that you had read that book. I got to be honest, I haven't finished it. It's like one of those ones that I pick up and I read a chapter and I put it back down. But it's fascinating because he really talks about how from the beginning we've been stewarding, we were were put in charge of stewarding the earth. I don't think in our culture we think much about that because we don't have to because we're kind of removed from nature in a lot of ways now. But, But he even talks about how trees show up from the Garden of Eden to Revelation and how every time a substantial things happens in the Bible, there's a tree involved, including Jesus dying on a cross. Well, Jeannie, this has been a life-giving, hope-filled conversation that I truly enjoyed. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your heart to help other people through your daily vocation, through Pause, Renew, Next. As a fellow podcaster and mom, I honor what you are doing, and I want to tell you that it delights God when his children steward the seeds that he has given. So as we're wrapping up, what final word of encouragement would you want to leave with the listeners today? 
I think I would want to say kind of like we talked about um, earlier in the podcast about soul care and the importance of that. I mean, I would like to say lots of hopeful things and give lots of scriptures, but if in line with the things I'm talking about on this podcast, I would say cultivating and stewarding our own soul care is really, really important and it shouldn't go on the back burner. So Dallas Willard talks about the soul as being four layers, relationships, our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. And in counseling, I find that if one of those things is off, we don't feel good in the other areas as well. Mm. Um, And especially as moms, like you're talking about working moms and stuff, we have to pour out to other people all the time. So if we don't have anything to pour out, that's not great. So I think finding things that are renewing to us, of course, spiritually, I hope that we're all in the word and that we're spending time with other believers and um, being taught important things, but also the other areas of ourselves as well, our bodies, our relationships, our minds, the things that we find renewal in, not just, I need a break and I'm going to watch Netflix, but what are the things that truly replenish us? Those are important things to invest in. So for me, that looks like making time to meet a friend over coffee, to have a good conversation. I really need that. I'm an extrovert. I need my friends. So I have to schedule that out. It doesn't always work well for moms, but sometimes I have to make that a priority. Um, Meeting with a small group at church, spending time in the garden, spending time with the Lord in the morning, whatever music is a thing for me. Whatever those things are for you, I think it's important to know that and to invest in those things when we can. All right, friends, as always, you can find all resources mentioned in the show notes down below, including the link to Pause, Renew, Next podcast and the specific episode where I was interviewed on. The next episode will be released in two weeks, but we will be kicking off a new series. And there are 13 episodes that you can tune in if you have not already. Thanks again for tuning into the 15 Minutes Podcast. Until next time, friends, don't forget to remember, yes, life is busy, but there's always a space to recharge and be reminded of what is truly important. I encourage you to enter that space, even if it only takes 15 minutes of your day.